The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. <laughs> yeah, girl. Ooh, and all the way over here is my special friend. Mm-hmm. Very special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matthew Martin Baybine. <laughs> and in the middle is mm-hmm. one of my ride-or-die homies. We are sisters from another mister. For sure. <laughs> Kristen motherfucking Tellier. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Wow. You're going to lend me your name for Yeah. Me? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Shit. Motherfucker is a free wow. enterprise. Motherfucker wow. is a free it's enterprise. Easy. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited for today's podcast because- I'm excited. Uh, how long have we known each other? We've known each other since 2015, but we've really- Wait a minute. 2015? Yeah, that's when where I, I worked opened and you and Matthew started coming in all the time. Mm. Wow. Because we just have Great alcohol experience. problems. Mm, yep. It's fine. <laughs> I have this relationship with many people just because obviously it's part, you know, my profession. So <laughs> it, they're like, I show up at a party and people be like, who's this girl? Is she like a cousin? Or, and I'm like, nope, I'm the bartender. <laughs> the pharmacist. I'm the bartender the that, that your person frequents Absolute. a lot. This Absolutely. Is where I, now I'm part of your family. <laughs> Can't get rid of me, kind of like Matt. Yeah. <sighs> just, yeah. It's like a mosquito. It just I'm buzzes the, and I'm buzzes and the, buzzes. I'm here for the long haul. Oh, goody gumdrops. <laughs> I feel like I should be getting some major cred today because yeah. I did bring Big Bernard to life. Oh, you like, did? Ha- the hashtag. She hashtagged. Uh-huh. She Not was the, the hashtagger. Yeah. No, please. I, I don't know if we should make that a thing if you're, if you're bringing Big Bernard to life, then my job is done. <laughs> you can take that over no, anytime you. you'd like. I have my own man. I'm all set. I don't need more than one. I'm I got a man. You got a what? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So, Kristen and I, I guess, unbeknownst to me, have known yes. each other for far longer than I even realized. Yes. Uh, but so, over the last couple of years, yes. we've our bond has. So can I tell you my side of the story, the and then <laughs> and then, uh-huh. then Krista can tell her side of the story. So mm. long story short, Ma- uh, Matt and I were frequenting an establishment that Kristen was yes. bartending at. Yes, and I just I am so hmm. weird about people. Like I, if I feel someone's energy like instantly, I'm like that's a, that's one of my people. Mm-hmm. I I don't care who you are, where you work, where you live. I just feel the soul connection. So she was serving us one night, mm-hmm. probably over serving us, but some these, Tito's here nor there. Well, that hasn't changed. <laughs> Never. Never. It was this Tito's yep. and you were drinking Tito mules at the time. Oh God. That's, that's what I used to make me. for you all the time. That's so weird. You love that copper. Yes. I the like mug. the mug. Oh, the mug. Yeah. But now I'm just a straight up tequila drinker and <laughs> I just can't, I love you. Just can't have no vodka. So we get along so well. So Kristen was serving us and I was like, oh, I really like her. And I just like looked at her and what was mm-hmm. the first thing I said? Do you remember? N- not the first thing. No, I just feel like you guys came in all the time. You were made me laugh. I yes. could always be myself. I'm a funny broad. We would. I would tell you dick jokes. <laughs> 
I yes. use the word fuck as an adjective, Love. noun, <laughs> adverb, totally. verb, whatever. All. We should probably keep track of how many times we say that. In this we can podcast. have a drinking game today. Every time they say, people say fuck, drink. Yeah. Well. If you're driving. <laughs> if you're driving, drink don't, extra. Yeah. Don't drink at all if you're driving. <laughs> yeah, probably not a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> and... Um, so I feel like that relationship was like pretty normal, but like I could be myself. Um, but then I started going through some crazy shit and, um, it's hard when you're in front of people all the time. So Mm. I'm in the customer service industry, obviously. So I have to be, I'm on a stage constantly. Yes. I'm being judged, you know, physically. And obviously when I'm talking, having conversations with people, it's hard. And I was going through some, some crazy shit and, um, I had to turn that off. And that didn't feel very good to me. Right. Because people um, say, leave your problems at the door. Yeah. And I get that to a certain point. Um, but life happens. And um, I, I had a lot of things going on. And you came in one day. And I we were still crack, cracking jokes. I was still telling you to fuck yes. off probably yes. as you ordered another drink totally. or whatever. But um, you knew something was going on. And you were like, kind of like... Hinting around? Hinting around Was I beating it. around the bush? No, you were just like... You were really nice. You were like, here's my number. Um, I want you to call me and you can maybe come check on my gym sometime. Like we could talk more. And yes. I was like, okay. At the, at the time I was You're like, like, is she trying to get in my pants? Yeah. I was like, girl, does it look like I'm going to the gym right now? I'm about to deep throat a burrito when I get out of here. I'm done. Extra not coming case to your gym. Of course, obviously. <laughs> um, so I kind of felt. A couple weeks went by. Yeah. I kind of felt a little transparent and I was like, wow, I wonder if everyone knows that there's something wrong with me because you were like right out the bat, like what the fuck is going on with you? I just have a gift. Here's my number. Um, And at the time, my husband's dad was really sick. Yes. um, And he was unfortunately dying and has obviously since passed. Um, And so I was going through that and you were like, you know, when you're ready, this is my number and you can call me. Um, So he passed away in 2017. Um, Brian and I um, made the decision to fly down to Atlanta, Georgia, where my best friend lives. She was getting married. Mm-hmm. At the time, I felt super depleted. You guilty. were in her wedding. Um, so she didn't really have like a wedding party, party. but it was very small. Yes. And um, I saw pictures. Yes. Oh, the the picture is actually what <laughs> propelled this whole fucking relationship <laughs> to a next level. It's just such a quinky dink. Yeah. Um, and we were down there and it was fucking so hot. It was the hottest weather, humid weather. I was so fat. I could not like walk. I had <laughs> I so much you. chub rub going on. Forest fire. I was miserable. Um, and Brian and I were just hanging out, drinking, eating, just doing all this stuff because we had just gone through so much. And that's what, that was your at outlet. the time, that was my outlet because I wasn't like a huge drinker, but like I was, yeah. And you, you don't know, smoke crack. No, I don't have any like, crazy vices. Although Brian, Brian would, would love that. Love that. <laughs> you don't gamble all your <laughs> money away every week. Brian. Correct. <laughs> but Brian. you just had like people say that sometimes there's like a low point, and when you get to that low point, you have this epiphany. And I was just like waiting in the pool, like like shamu free willy style. <laughs> God, and I, I was like, you. when I get back from Atlanta, Brian, I'm just letting you know I'm gonna give this girl a call. She gave me her number. She owns a gym. I'm going to sign myself up because what how I feel right now is not okay. Is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I did put that on a back burner for so long to be able to um, tend to the family issues and to, you know, deal with a part of life that yeah. unfortunately we all have to deal with. And work and have kids Correct. and do everything um, else. But it wasn't in a healthy way. And I was, you know, going down a road that, you know, perhaps someone shouldn't go down because health wise, I do want to be around for my kids and Absolutely. I do want to be healthy and I do want to have all these things. And you can't do that when you're, you know, eating fucking four pizzas in one sitting. <laughs> And I know nothing of that. Peanut butter and fluff sandwiches. Oh, so good. I mean, come on now. Good so stuff. good. Yeah. So, um, and then there was the picture. Um, so my friend got married. The wedding was beautiful. She was gorgeous. Um, and you know, 
hypothetically, you're supposed to, you know, get married when you get out of college and do all this stuff. But she has always put her career first and she has her PhD and did all these things. So she, quote unquote, got married later in life. Yes. So I literally have been waiting for my best friend to get married forever. So, you know, you're like, Mm. oh my God, I have to have this picture. Totally. Well, this picture came out and I was mortified. Happens. Because like, not only was I like seeing physically this girl that was clearly overweight and you know, obviously not healthy, but my face in this picture broke, like actually physically broke my heart. I, like I had, I know of this picture down. and you look, and I still you have can it. see your unhappiness. And in I'm thinking picture. to myself, I am the funny girl. Totally. Um, I am the ball buster of my friend group. If I'm in a situation like people are, I'm always like popping jokes, like making Absolutely. people laugh. Mm. And if, if I can actually see this in this actual picture on my best friend's like most one one of the biggest days of her life. What are people actually seeing that I don't think that they're seeing? Right. What am I hiding? What am I not being vulnerable about? Why am I not being vulnerable Absolutely. about it? it? You know, why am I doing this? So that was kind of like my epiphany moment and my big moment. Yeah. And when I came home, I called you and <laughs> I was like, I'm ready. And you were like, cool girl, come on down. This is where my classes are. Come on down. And it was funny because I remember you just wanted to kind of just have her come down and hang because she was such no, a, I just loved her. Such a hot mm-hmm. shit. And we only saw the beauty and how much love, how lovable you yeah. were and what a great person. And, and for we never, me, it was, know. I need to work but out. I, I said to Brian, that. yeah, I need to work out. I need to lose this weight. Yeah. Why am I, I kept saying I'll lose, I'll lose this baby weight. Well, unbeknownst to everybody, <laughs> the baby was six. So that was, well, I don't know what kind of fucking excuse that was. But. Terry Boyd's still saying she wants to lose the baby weight for me. I'm 38. <laughs> <laughs> but what was I actually holding on to? Right. You know, but in my mind, it was I have to work out. Oh my God, she's going to work out. She's trained pageant mm-hmm. girls. She is beautiful. Like uh, this, this is someone who can change my life. We get along together. So I went for the workout, and that was a nice little ploy of yours. Because yeah. um, I, I always in. have my ways <laughs> to get them in. Because I walked into that um, gym that first day and I walked upstairs and Matt was downstairs teaching the, all the karate kids. And I was like, this is adorable to have this down here. And you walk up and, you know, Katie Boyd's Misfit Club, if you've never been there, um, try to get your ass there. Because the energy and the space is just so amazing. And as soon as I got upstairs and you opened the door for yoga, which I was already shitting my pants about because I was like, okay, I'm 275 pounds. I'm never going to fucking downward. I'm going to downward face plant <laughs> through the fucking floor yeah. and into Matt's arms probably. Um, <laughs> But I, you opened the door and I burst into tears. This is a true story, by I the way. I literally, in front of everybody, I was so like afraid of like not being able to do this physical pose for this class. And when you opened the door, I just started bawling my fucking eyes out. And I was like, wow. You know, that wasn't the first time that's happened to what, me before. What, what's, what's actually going on here? Yeah. So that was like when things started to expand. And I mm-hmm. realized that all these fad diets that I did growing up and all these things that I thought I had to do to be physically healthy had nothing to do with actually being healthy at all. Because it's all an inside job. Yeah, it was more inner work. And I preach that now. Forget about it. It's nothing. I don't, you know, talk about going to the gym and working out for three hours a day. If I can get to the gym three times a week, that's a great accomplishment for me. Mm -hmm. And as long as I can work on my other stuff um, that we talk about in the ambitious movement with meditation and mindfulness um, and gratitude and all this stuff, then then that's actually where I feel like I'm actually the healthiest. So how much weight have you actually lost since the day that you oh broke down goodness. in my bosom? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, obviously when people see me, the physical change is the first thing that, that you see because you're looking at right. me with your eyes. Um, so I've lost over 110 pounds wow. in two years. Congratulations. Thank you so awesome. much. So um, it's a great accomplishment for me, Definitely. obviously physically. Um, and but you're not my even body, the same human. No, no, no. My body obviously thanks me every day when I'm getting up and my knees don't hurt when yes. I'm still bartending. So I'm still doing all these hours and, you know, it, it doesn't hurt as bad. So that's great. But um, I have changed so much um, as a person and on the inside and as a friend and as a wife and as a mom. Because what were you what were you doing before oh, the ambitious movement and you coming to the gym? It was a hard time for me because, like I said, we were dealing with stuff in our family. Right. Um, but I was always the person to always put myself on the back burner. And I did that for a really long time in so my life, even as, even as like a child. But there's more things I could see in my life in my early 20s and my late 20s, the relationship that I was in then. Um, I was always putting myself on the back burner, not doing the things I wanted to because I thought that it, I was supposed to do this for that person. Yes. And I was supposed to act this way for my parents. And I was supposed to be available 24-7 for my uh. friends that needed me. And, you know, when I got married, I was supposed to be a good wife. And the house was supposed to be clean. And my kids were supposed to be in eight sports. And uh. it, Stories we it tell actually, huh? it's... It's this really hard cycle to get yourself out of. And I still obviously, you know, I use tools now that I didn't have back then, but I was in a really low place because I felt like I was a failure and I felt like I was a failure, not to myself initially. I felt like I was a failure to Brian, my husband, yeah. and I felt like I was a failure to the girls because I had nothing left to do for, for and it was for them. I could barely get off the couch at that point in my life to make dinner. And my kids would go to school and unbeknownst to anybody that really knew me, the funny fucking girl that, you know, dropped the F-bombs yes. and made people laugh. Mm -hmm. I actually would stay on the couch the entire school day. Wow. And I would sleep and I would watch TV and I would, I would scroll on my phone and I just felt so depleted and so fake because I could get up and go to work and put this mask on Ugh, that people thought that this girl is amazing and she's hilarious and we, she needs to be everywhere we are because she brings a life to the party and, and our group of friends and not maybe a small select few knew, sad, but I had some clown. really, yeah, really clown. hard depression and yeah. anxiety and some really hard like inner turmoil going on with myself that I was like, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at being a mom. I'm not good at being a wife. And why am I not like these people, these other moms and wives in my town? Why right. am I not thinking that they had it all figured out and mm. they must be happy? They don't yeah. know shit. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I, I tried to pretend that I was. Oh, absolutely. I was a mom in the pickup line that I would like wave my hair out and put my, you know, lip my gloss lip gloss on. on and I had no fucking pants on <laughs> in the car pickup line. Naked? No, no, no. I no, had like, Matt. I oh, had like my, <laughs> I had no pants on. Thanks I was for like, Nard. Jesus. Oh, my word. <laughs> Kristen, no. I never knew this about you. I would be like, please. <laughs> Hashtag me too, Matt. Yeah. I would be like, I'm going to go drop. She said she had no pants no, on. No, I mean, I like, I had like, that's what you call a follow up question. God, you're an amazing interviewer. You're like yeah. Barbara fucking Walter. Oh, I am so surprised that a man actually thought that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just being a ball buster. No, but I, oh, I'm not joking, you guys. I would fucking roll up in the school drop-off yes. line and be like, okay, Jimmy, well, Jimmy, everyone Jim. else is dropping their kids off, so I must have to drop my kids off too, even though our parents... My hair. Sorry. Oh my god! My hair would still be wet, and they'd be fucking pushing me out the door like the bus is coming down. Oh, absolutely! I'm not driving your ass to school. Absolutely! And I'm like, it's okay, honey. I'll drive you to school. You like, really was want to. Clearly, I don't do that anymore. But 
I would be like, okay, I got to fix my hair. Fuck, I got to put a bra on. I hate that. And then I'd roll up and I'd be like, well, no one can see me down here. So they don't know my pajamas. Or shorts are still on. <laughs> I have my and goes, slippers. My pajamas yep. are yep. on. Yep. Yep. Oh, Matt. Yep. Because I did have to walk to the yeah. car. So <laughs> She had her garter belts on and her yeah. lacy lingerie. <laughs> no, but there was like this fucking facade because I would see these moms oh. and I would be like, it's literally 745 You're in the morning. You're full hair and makeup. How are you just even, lo- I don't even, I didn't even look like that at my wedding. Dude. So what the actual fuck am I doing wrong? But it's all the it's all the facade. It's this crazy, st- like I I use the word stereotype because it's what comes to my mind. But like you fall into this role, and you feel like you have to live up to society's expectations and all of what people expect of you. Um, so I would just bust my balls twenty four seven, and. I would just be like, I am so tired. It's 5.30 in the afternoon. I can't even fucking whip up dinner. Yep. Someone order a pizza because I got nothing. And then it goes a cycle. And then you do it again the yep. next day. Yep. And you do it because you feel like you have to. So the kids need to be taken care of. Um, I need to do this for my husband. I need to make sure I show up to this family reunion yes. this weekend. Because like, they'll I talk felt, shit about you if you don't. Yeah, I right. felt like I had to live up to that. I need to work all these hours because I need and make this. all this money. Yes, but like it, I was doing it and it was I was still on that couch unbeknownst to everybody else in this like hole of what the fuck am I actually doing Absolutely. this for? I'm a miserable bitch. And just so you know, every there's so many women out there that are listening right mm. now and men that feel the exact same yeah. way. So how did you how did you get yourself out of that? So I like, mean, what was I, like it, the big boom? So Brian's dad passing yes. away was something really big in my life because at the time I had a really shitty relationship with my own father. And when I met Brian's dad, there was some kind of connection that him and I had that he very um, vocally during our time together told me that was special to him. And he had a really great relationship awesome. with my kids. Mm. Um and so he that, brought that father energy that yeah, maybe you didn't brought, have from your Yeah, he brought birth some dad. energy, something something to me that I hadn't had in a long time. But I felt like even though I only knew him for 10, you know, short years, like I felt like I knew him forever. Because you we, probably have. You know, many so lifetimes. I was just like, wow, what like what is happening? So that changed me for a lot, you know, changed me a lot because um, it was also the death, like the first big death that my kids had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then I had to turn around and say, okay, well in this point in my life, I actually don't believe in X, Y, and Z. So how am I going to explain this to a six-year-old? Where did Papa go? Mm -hmm. Where did, you know, what, why is daddy crying? Mm -hmm. Why it, and in a way that would be acceptable. And then in my mind, I'm like, why am I even thinking about it that way? Yes. Like, why am I not teaching my kids to be grateful for what they do have and who they do have now before life teaches them you lost that person or you lost that thing. So now you should forever. be, and now you should be experiencing this. Right. Why is it that mindset? Because that's fucked up. It's totally fucked up. It's so fucked up. And, and somewhere along in my life and your life and yeah. everyone's life, Absolutely. they were taught that. So then this like snowballs. And here I am now, you know, at the time, 34 years old, mm-hmm. whatever. in my mid thirties thinking, why, why am I thinking like this? Why am I going to push this onto my own kids? And how can I change but this? But no one, very few people think the way that you're thinking right now. And mm. it usually takes something so difficult that they're going through mm-hmm. to wake them up. Right. Right. So, I mean, I was, you know, I'm not grateful for losing someone in my life, but that is when my life changed because my relationship with you changed. I opened myself up to things. Um, I started doing one-on-ones and sound healing and Reiki and just like all these things that there was always a stigma to me growing up that, Okay, I was baptized Catholic. Yeah, same. But same. I believed in X, Y, and Z, but my parents believed in this. 
But then my parents got divorced and my dad kind of went a different way and my mom went a different way. So now I was like split like, but wait, you didn't teach me that as a child. So why are you doing this? And why are you doing this? And right. where do I fall? They like, probably what didn't even do know what I, the hell they were doing. Right. Absolutely. They what do I? Didn't. Yeah, but when you're young, like this is what you do. You look up to your parents yeah. and yeah. you think, okay, like if they're doing this, this must be right. Mm-hmm. And I was lost and I didn't really know anything about spirituality. I had like these cutthroat beliefs and religion because that's what was like our oh. generation. That's what was like yes. beaten to us. Like yes. this is what you be- have to believe and this is what happened. And I was just... I was the girl that was like reading through the, the Bible or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. really? That's it? Like, like when you go to church, you'd say like the Our Father mm. and you wouldn't even know what it was saying because you just re- like regurgitated yeah, it. Yeah, or you would learn something and you would, you would be like, okay, but what if this happened? Or what if this happened? And Absolutely. that's what changed the trajectory of, of religion life. or spirituality. Mm-hmm. So there was always a stigma for me. And when I met you and started doing these things that really resonated with me, like sound healing and spirit days you know, meditation, mindfulness, journaling. I've always loved writing. And somewhere along the lines, I lost that. Absolutely. And when I started getting this work, you know, you started, quote unquote, giving me this work to do and I would write all this shit down. I would be like, wow, like I would start creating and I would start thinking and I would figure out problems and use tools. I would be like, this is why I was so happy when I was 12 doing this. Why did the 12-year-old me stop doing this? So true. Because I thought that I had to pick a career that made a lot of money. I went to college for a degree I never even used. Lost you know yourself. what I mean? Well, I lost, lost yourself, myself like, or I thought that I was supposed I have, to be. You have, Correct. Right? Oh, you yeah. think that you're supposed to be on the straight and narrow path. And actually that path is a fucking maze. Like those mazes from like the labyrinth. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like you were like, fuck, I don't want to get stuck in that. But you yeah. actually are already in it. Yes. Well, we're in the matrix right now. Exactly. We just have to realize we're in the matrix and know okay, these, this stuff is matrixy. I'm not going to be matrixy. I'm going to do this. And I don't have to put my shit on everyone and be like, you have to think like this. Right. Let people figure it out on their own. Right. And you settle into these roles that you think you have to settle into. Like I met Brian after being in a relationship for a really long time with a guy that I thought I was going to marry out of high school. Um, I did not go to the college that I wanted to go to on a full boat because of this boy. And my Mm. parents were pissed. As they should have been. But I was like, I'm in love. Like, this is a man I'm going to marry. And he was a great guy. Um, But if that didn't happen to you, you wouldn't be who you – you wouldn't be sitting here right now. He was um, a little too too overprotective Mm -hmm. for my liking. I kind of felt like I was – like He was more of a father figure to me than I was a person – like a partner. Um, and after being with him for six years, we broke up and no sooner did I meet Brian that so I was, crazy. everything just kind of settled in place. and fell into place. Yes. And I met this person who supported me and loved me and he was going through stuff and it was just, I definitely think that like our paths crossed for a reason. Absolutely. Um, we dated four months and he asked me if I, uh, if I would marry him and everybody oh. in my family was like, what? <laughs> You just got out of a long relationship. And you're supposed to date somebody for you're this long. You're supposed to develop this blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah and do this. And I was actually like, yeah, I actually just did that for six years yeah, and that, look where it fucking got yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. So fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go over here with like what I'm feeling. Absolutely. And I said, yes. Because well, you let the divine guide mm-hmm. you. And How, that we haven't been doing that for yes. so long. I mean, you think, you think about just letting go and trusting in the universe and God or whatever you believe in. Mm-hmm. And you think, and pe- you say that to people and they're All like. All the time. They look kinda, at me like I have 10 heads. I'm, I'm like, kind of yeah. glad she did because I kind of love Brian. I uh, love yeah. Brian. Brian is a He's great like the guy. I, I'm a very lucky girl. My girls are very lucky. Oh, He's have a amazing great guy. Family. He's super down to earth. He supports me in everything that I do. I mean, the last two years, um, I left the place that I worked at and went to another place. You know, I've started doing things at the gym with you and Matt, and Jill and I run some seminars, and I've been doing 
doing these things. And, you know, I dabble in some things. You're and then a keto I kind of go off here. You're a keto coach. Yes, I've been keto coaching. Um, so, so I've been, proud. and he's well, a, it's, instructed. Yeah, you were talking oh about, um, hello. Uh, t- yeah. you know, she was talking about, oh, what, why am I not doing these things when I was 12 years old? And you did martial arts when you yeah. were 12 years old. Yeah. And I rekindled you back yes. into martial arts. It's so, so crazy that you just made that point because she's mm-hmm. reverting back to all the things from her childhood that actually made her heart, her heart sick. Yeah. The yeah. thing, the things that were shut out of my life very early on, um, through, adults in my life that I thought were supposed to guide me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, no, you're not laying down fingers. some smackdown or Absolutely. putting blame on people, but leave that up to me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, but what I'm saying is that like at, at a young, like as adults, we mold these people. So I look at myself as a mom. And when I was in that dark place, I was like, fuck, I'm going to fuck my kids up so bad mm. because I can't even get my own shit together. Right. So if I can't give them what they need, you know, as a child, like what, like what are their life going to, and I would think about that in my head. Yes. I would, that would, I would struggle with that yes. while I was laying on the couch every fucking day thinking that this is never going to work until I started to do this work till I started to journal and learn how to meditate and, and be mindful and, and started taking care of your physical body great, too, because it's important. Yes. Because the weight was always a physical symptom. And yes. I tell people this now when they come up to me and they go, what is your secret? Mm. Like what, it, like, what do you do? <laughs> I read that if you take these ketones Just and I'm suck like, it. Hey, Girl. do they really want to know? Yeah. I lost my father figure. Yeah, and I mean, this was a catalyst. That was a catalyst. I mean, I, everybody mm-hmm. has a story. Well, so I feel like, you know, when people come to me and they ask me these questions, it's it's always very much about like the physical thing and the instant always. gratification. And the in- girl, if I could have fucking changed my weight ten years ago, I obviously would have. But, but there you was something ready. that I wasn't ready for. Yeah. Um, and the weight was actually keeping you grounded in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that have weight issues. A lot of the times. The weight is what actually keeps them tethered to the physical three-dimensional reality because if it was up to them, they would just leave this this dimension and do something exactly. totally different. Yep, right? exactly. And then I thought, you know, it, I'm a mom, so I'm not supposed to be working out and I'm not supposed <gasps> to be taking the time to do X, Y, and Z. Wow. But when I started talking about, you know, what I was doing and how I was changing, all these people started coming to me through these different, you know, avenues saying holy shit, I can't believe that that's, that's actually what you do to make yourself a better person because I'm going through that too. So there's so, I feel like my, my client avatar or my target, you know, quote unquote audience is mom, our moms because I am a mom and I make it very, very known that I'm, you know, I'm not your typical traditional no. mom. Like Mm-mm. I say fuck all the time yes. in front of my kids Fine. and you know, whatever. Totes. Me too. I'm not the girl that has it all put together in the line. My mom bun, which is not on today because <laughs> you know, I, right. walk, I took a shower today, that, I know. which was I'm really so proud great. Of you. <laughs> I did too. Um, it was great. I mean, it's just, it's just not, you don't have to be this person that you think society should, that you should be because I was that person and I was doing the things and it wasn't making me happy and I lost myself. Yes. And when I started taking care of myself and I'm not talking about getting massages all the time right. or going on retreats or whatever, I'm talking about little things like what you read, you know, what you put into your body with food, with the people you hang out with, where you displace your energy. Absolutely. Like I started reading all these things about how you look at yourself like a battery life. Your battery life, every morning you are blessed to wake up. I go to my gratitude. An attitude of gratitude changed my life completely. And that's something that you both 
preach about and that you taught me. And I, and I'm trying to plant these seeds mm-hmm. in people, my own kids' lives and people in my lives, because it's important to me and it's changed my life. Right. Because you should be grateful that you get to wake up every single day. hundred percent. And the last thing you should be worried about is what you can't change from yesterday and what you can't change for tomorrow, because it's not even fucking here yet. So totally. let's, just, let's just focus on what's in front of us mm-hmm. right now, because that will change your trajectory of your life. What is your best advice to moms out there that are dealing with very similar issues than you did, you know, in the last couple of years? I think that you need to simplify your life Ooh. because I started to retract myself a, a little one. bit and we talk about this a lot you and ride I it out. and Jill too. Write it out. You have to ride things out. It's our motto. Okay, it's, that's been my motto all month with Mercury and retrograde, but yep. you have to simplify things because I did have my kids in all the activities and I thought that's what I had to do. Um, I was working X amount of hours a week because I thought that's what I had to do, but I was actually taking away from my family um, because I was dispersing their time, you know, unbeknownst to myself at and the moment. And burning your energy out. And burning my energy out so that I didn't have that time and relationship for Brian and I when we were together alone. Or I didn't have anything. I would be a bitch to my kids at night because I was so tired for the day. Mm. So you really need to simplify your life. It's not this. It doesn't have to be this crazy. Go, go, go. Go, go, go all day, every day. Because you get to choose every morning when you wake up Mm -hmm. where your energy goes, where it's flowing to, what you're going to be putting it into, who you're going to be putting it into. And once you take control of that and realize that you are actually the only person that can do that, you're the only person that can validate your feelings, feel what you want to feel, make your choices, um, set your boundaries, whatever you you choose, what tools that you teach, whatever you choose to take out of your toolbox and use, mm-hmm. you are the only fucking person that can do that. 100%. No one's going to do it for you. Your husband's not going to do it for you. Your mom's not going to do it for you. And using those tools changed my life because in the last two years, I've gone through more. Mm-hmm. And I do know that the old me would have broke. And I can honestly sit up here and say that because when you deal with the death of somebody or you deal with a relationship dissolving or someone moving away, whatever it is in your life, when you have these tools that can really get you through that phase in your life healthy, yes, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. it's going to change your life and only make you stronger Absolutely. to get through the other things that are coming in your life. You learn You'd be a so well. Badass gang. She's guy. like, I dude, just love it. I it's love like. It. It's like looking at my own self in the mirror. <laughs> that could be a scary thing. I know that could be a fucking scary. scary ass thing. Tell people where they can find you. I actually don't want anyone to find me. I'm just completely <laughs> fucking honest. Leave me the fuck alone. Come to my house with, yes. with your binoculars. I don't wear pants, so don't be. I mean, I'm just warning you now. Well, that will get rid yes. of that. That, may, that will tell people to find Leave you. Leave me the fuck alone. You have a bunch it's of It's reverse psychology. <laughs> oh my god! You can find me on Facebook if you want, Kristen Tellier. You, you guys, most people. Yeah, um, I'm Chris Tentel on Instagram. I also have a keto one. It's awesome. Um, so it's awesome. you can check out what I eat and stuff Kristen like that. Kristen Keto. She's the real deal. Just please don't find me. I'm fine by myself. <laughs> Thank you. Well, real deal. I love it. Thank Simplified. you so much for being on here. Thank you so here. much for having it's me. It's been way so too long. long. And thank you to each and every one of you to be crusaders, this ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs>